You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Ready to uh, dive into another podcast recording here. Yeah, glad to be back. This should be a yeah. good one. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of weeks back, we talked about the fact that uh, interest rates are really low right now and uh, the effect that has on people trying to save money in the bank. And the flip side of that is when interest rates are low, it's a good time to look at your loans, particularly your mortgage loan, usually, and uh, consider refinancing. Yeah, cheap money. That's the that's the reason why the Fed lowers interest rates, right? So there's uh, cheap money out there. And this is a way to take advantage of it on a personal level, the mortgage loan, which tends to be people's biggest debt. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's pretty common this time, you know, when we get in these kind of cycles that people will ask us for the financial planning perspective on whether refinancing makes sense or not. And there's there's kind of there's a lot, it's, it's, it's often a lot more nuanced than people realize. So uh, today we'll go through the things that we weigh into the decision with clients on whether it makes sense to refinance or not. Yeah, sounds good. You know, usually we, we would love to give easy answers, but unfortunately <laughs> that's not the way this works. So we've got some uh, questions you should consider and we'll kind of go through those and talk you through them. And hopefully this Helps you make that decision. The uh, first thing to do is take a look at your current mortgage. And it always amazes me how many people don't really know what their current mortgage looks, what the balance is, what the rate is, how many years they have left to make payments. So that's always the starting point. Where are you right now? Yeah. And, you know, part of that's probably a consequence of living in the uh, set it and forget it world of right. it just comes out of my bank account. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, knowing these numbers is, is an important part because at some point you're going to want to compare where you're currently at to where you would be at. And the only way to do that is know where you're currently at. And so we can kind of come up with um, some analysis of what makes the most sense. So knowing your current terms um, is is critical in making that determination. The first thing everybody looks at, and the most logical thing is is what's your current rate. You know, am I paying four percent right now when new mortgages might be at three percent? And that that's the most obvious thing to look at. And, and kind of as a rule of thumb, you know, if the rate difference is uh, more than one percent. You know, it's it's probably worth digging deeper into, but that's that's always been kind of a kind of a starting point for people. Yeah, you know that one percent thing is kind of uh, if you're at that one percent range, it probably makes sense to look at it. The other thing to consider is how big your mortgage is too. Right. So the more you owe, the more one uh, percent shift in interest rates going to exactly the difference it's going to make. Right. Right. Along those lines, where you're at in the payment schedule on your current loan makes a difference too. If you've got a 30-year loan and you're 20 years into it, the way the amortization tables work, you've paid most of the interest already at that point. And, and a big, big part of your payments or a bigger part of your payments at that point are going to be your principal. So you're just paying yourself back. 
Right, exactly. Where you're at. And then, you know, the other thing to consider as well, and the reason why these are decisions is there's a cost to refinance, right? So, you know, if it was just, hey, I'm going to save 1% interest and there's no cost to it, then everybody would do it. But unfortunately, the reason you need to know the terms is your new loan and the terms of what the new the refinance loan would be um, is because there's a cost to that. And so what are the costs to refinancing and how does that compare to where you're currently at? Because ultimately, you're either paying a sum of money out of pocket for those closing costs or you are rolling that into your loan. And so you're going to have a larger loan than you currently do. Right, right. And you're basically starting over. So that kind of, that that closing cost idea kind of feeds into our next point to think about. And that's how, how long are you going to live in the house? You know, if, if, if you're not going to be staying in that home long enough to recoup the, to make up in the difference in interest what you're going to pay in closing costs, then refinancing probably doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so, you know, when you have the terms and you've figured out what the terms of a new loan would be, what we often will do is run kind of a break-even analysis. Yep. So how long does it take to recoup those closing costs and the other and the cost of the appraisal if you need to get one, all that stuff? Is it going to be three years? Is it going to be 15 years? Right. And the if you're planning on moving within the next three to five years, it probably doesn't make sense. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, the best way to do it is just to run an amortization table of what your current loan looks like, run an amortization table of what the new loan would look like and kind of see where you, where you get to the same cost and uh, which is fun for us finance nerds, but not necessarily, you know, everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) I I bragged to somebody, I found myself bragging to someone the other day that I could build an amortization table in Excel in about two minutes from scratch. But uh, I don't know that that's, you know, something you can put on a resume necessarily. <laughs> so, uh, but it should be. It should be, right, right. So, so, and well, and the reason we bring that up too is because oftentimes when you're talking to the mortgage person, which by the way is incented to get you to refinance, right, you don't always right. get these numbers, right? So what they typically will focus on is how much money are you saving in your payment? Yes. And yeah. unfortunately, what goes into what your payment is, is the interest that you're paying and how long you're paying the loan, not just what the payment is. So that's not right. always an apples to apples comparison, right. which is why you need to know this is where I'm at right now. This is where I will be at and comparing those so yeah. you can get a real clear picture of is this in my best interest? Yes. Yeah. They'll, you know, they, they might look at it and say, well, we can lower your payment by $200 a month, but what they don't tell you is you're going to be paying that payment for another 15 years longer than you would have otherwise. Right. You know? And uh, which Absolutely. is kind of obvious, but it's, it's not always spoken. So, um, third consideration, uh, where are you at in terms of your overall financial plan and are you getting close to retirement or a major change in jobs, income, that sort of thing? Why is that important? Yeah, so this one we get a lot. You know, if you're nearing retirement and you, you know, you might not necessarily want to carry a mortgage through retirement because what's going to happen at retirement is there's probably going to be a change of income of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're thinking about retiring, retiring or, you know, getting close to retirement, where do you want to fall when it comes to cash flow? And the mortgage mm-hmm. payment that you have is going to be a, 
important consideration of that. And there's really, you know, two schools of thought around that. And one of them is we hear a lot out in the national media of don't, you shouldn't have a mortgage payment retirement. And the other flip side of that is a lot of financial planners will tell you with the interest rates as low as they are, having a mortgage in retirement isn't necessarily a bad thing. So how do you kind of figure out between those two, how do you make that decision for your personal situation? Right, right. And and everybody's different on that. I don't think there's a good rule of thumb. A lot of people are more comfortable not having debt in retirement. And that's certainly valid. It is all, almost always the less risky answer. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, one thing I look at is what kind of investor is the client that's asking the question? If they're the type of investor that doesn't mind having some volatility because their retirement portfolio has a fair amount of stock in it, then paying off their mortgage probably doesn't make sense because over time they're gonna they should make more on their portfolio than they're going to make than they're going to pay in interest. Right. Um, usually by by right now by by a little bit of a margin. But if they're an ultra conservative investor that likes to have things as stable as possible, that's fine. But they're not going to make as much on their portfolio if they're opting to be low risk. So that kind of goes hand in hand with if you're only going to be making a low rate of return on your portfolio, the gap between what you're likely to make and what your interest cost is going to be might be pretty low. And maybe you are better off just paying off the mortgage. Yeah, those are great points. And and the other one that I always like to add on to that is the emotional one. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have a mortgage, are you more inclined to stay at home and not feel comfortable doing the things that you want to do to lead a fulfilled life? <laughs> right. Because that's a really good reason to pay off your mortgage. Even if it doesn't make the most financial sense, it might make sense from an emotional standpoint. Of right. Be feeling more confident going out and doing what you want to do. Um, and so that's another consideration too. Yeah. Talking about the refinance payoff um, conundrum yeah. that a lot of people get into near retirement. Yeah, I, that's a, that's a good point. It's one I often miss. Um, you know, if that frees people up emotionally to to do more with the money they have, you know, money is money's only as good as what you do with it. So if uh, if it gives you more latitude because you don't worry about having a mortgage payment, then it's, it may be worth it. Last point on that, and then we can move on. Otherwise, this podcast will all be about uh, uh, when to pay off your mortgage rather than refinancing. But um, where's the money going to come from if you're going to pay it off or pay it down? You know, if it's coming out of a tax deferred account like an IRA or a 401k, you've got to be careful because you can end up paying more in tax than you would pay in interest by paying it off early. So, you know, sometimes there we're looking at how much can they pay off in any given year before it creates a tax situation and maybe paying it off more quickly makes sense, but not necessarily paying it off all at once. Right. Yeah. Great point. You know, definitely taking those things into consideration is is really important to leading a successful retirement. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side, before we move on from this slide, if you are inclined to refinance and you don't mind having a mortgage during retirement, you probably want to do it before you retire because usually to get better terms, the banks want to see strong income 
And, you know, if you're making money from your job in your later years close to retirement, you're probably going to be able to refinance at better terms than you would a year or two later when you've got Social Security and portfolio income. So, Right. Great point, especially in the, the current environment with the rates mm-hmm. where there are. You know, this might be your best chance to get a refinance, right. opportunity to get a refinance at the terms you want. Back to looking at the terms of your current loan, is, is it an adjustable rate loan? And if it is, then we'd be inclined to encourage you to go ahead and refinance right now to, to lock in the low rates that, that we're at. Yeah, you know, and I, I say this in, you know, I don't, <laughs> I chuckle a little bit because I've said this before. Um, and it was clearly wrong because I'm saying it again. But um, <laughs> what I would tell you is rates are probably never going to be better in your lifetime. <laughs> um, wow. And I, you know, I've I've said that a couple times because rates have remained very low. But yeah. you know, they might be a little bit better than they were the last time I said it, but not by much. And so, in ten years, I would be hard pressed to bet on rates being where they are right now, um, or five years even. So. Or appreciably lower. You know, we see a lot of people get right. caught up in, well, you know, the rate's at 2.75 right now, and maybe it'll go down a little further if I wait. Well, maybe it will. But, you know, when you look at that compared to average rates and what loans have been at over your lifetime, you know, whether it's at 3%, 2.75 or 2.65 is kind of immaterial. It's not 8% or, you know. Right, right. Uh, you know. Uh, like like uh, some of my clients talk about their first mortgages in the 80s being in the teens. So just keep it in perspective. Don't drive yourself crazy trying to get the absolute lowest rate. Just recognize that it's a process and uh, now is a good time in general. Absolutely. And just like anything, when you're trying to time something that's, um, you know, that's going to move, has moving pieces and parts, you're never going to get the mm-hmm. money. So if you're at... right now on a 30-year mortgage, and, you know, it might go down to 2.6, might go down to 2.5, but it might go back up to three, and eventually it'll probably be in that four to five range in the next couple of years. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no crystal ball, um, so don't stay up at night worried about making sure you got the lowest interest rate. Always consider what's your current loan compared to your home value is that's going to help determine what your rates and what your terms are going to be when you refinance. Yeah, without getting into too much of the details, the kind of the gold standard is if you're below 80% loan to value, you're typically not paying private mortgage insurance. And that is typically a really good thing when it comes to how much of a difference it makes to have a lower rate. Um, So getting to that 80% loan to value amount and staying away from private mortgage insurance, if you can, in a refinance is usually um, where you want to be. That's not to say that it doesn't make sense to refinance at 90%, but it's probably much more favorable at 80% loan to value. You want that 20% equity if possible. That's, That's kind of the magic number for banks, for conventional mortgages. And if you're considering refinancing, the thing to think about, too, is if you bought your house and your home value went up, you're probably in a way better spot from loan to value when you originally got your mortgage. So it probably makes a lot more sense to look into potentially refinancing. Right. Because you can kind of fast track where if you only put 5% down and you've paid off 5%, so you're at 90 now, when your old loan was based on your old home value, well, if house prices have appreciated, you might be able to refinance at 
80% loan to value, which would really reduce the cost of your loan. Yeah. And and if you yeah, and if you are paying private mortgage insurance on your current loan, that's an even better reason to go out and, and refinance now. You can get rid of that. Next consideration is uh, is credit scores. And, you know, has your own situation changed for the better or the worse since you did your original mortgage? Because that's going to drive what your interest rate's likely to be. Yeah. So, you know, if you have been paying off things or been doing better from a credit score perspective, chances are your interest rate is going to go down just because of that factor when you go to refinance. So that's another reason if it's gotten better where it makes sense. Now, flip mm-hmm. side could be true as well. If it's gotten worse, if you um, have some different things going on with your credit score that may, has made it go down, then refinancing might be harder to make it worth your while. Right. Next consideration, and we always talk about goals, don't we? It always seems to come back to that. But you know, when you're refinancing, you've got to think about what your purpose is. And a lot of the questions I get from clients are along the lines of my current mortgage is at 4% and I think I can get, you know, under 3%. Should I do it? Well, probably as we've talked about here, but also think about, are you, are you trying to reduce the amount of interest you're paying over your, the life of your loan? Or are you trying to lower your payments or are you trying to get your loan paid off more quickly Really, what is what's the bigger picture impetus for what you're doing? Yeah, that can have a big impact on it. And you know, the the one that I run into quite often is it, it, the one that I've seen get a lot of people in trouble is refinancing to lower your payment mm-hmm. or to take cash out to pay off other debt mm-hmm. because you're not really necessarily treating the causes of needing to lower the payment or needing to you know, refinance the debt, you're you know, treating the symptoms. So you're t- taking kind of the easy way out as opposed to doing the hard work of, hey, let's come up with a budget and let's live below beneath our means so that we can pay this stuff off as opposed to, hey, if I lower my mortgage payment, then I don't necessarily have to change my behavior. And that is something that will typically get people into trouble. We saw a lot of that with the fallout of 2008. And so really considering what your purpose is, not that reducing your payment is necessarily a bad thing, but it's not a silver bullet that um, right. solve everything for you. So be really careful about your intentions when you're going into paying off or, or when you're going into refinancing your mortgage. Yeah. To, to put it another way, it's not uncommon to see someone take $10,000 of equity out of their home when they refinance pay off $10,000 of credit card debt. And then two years later, they've got a fresh $10,000 of credit card debt and still owe eight or 9,000 on the, on the money they took out when they, when they did the refinance. So yeah. It, right. That's, it, you you got to deal with the real problem, not just, uh, not just um, how you're paying for it. Yeah. Cause if you think of that, you know, that scenario, now you're in a worse off position in two years, as opposed to being in a better position. Um, so, you know, making sure that you're doing the hard work necessary and not just using your mortgage or, or the equity in your house as an easy way out. Cause unfortunately, like all good things in life, there really is no easy way out. You have to do the hard work of figuring out the cash flow in the budget. So. Yeah. One of these days we're going to make it through an entire 
podcast episode without having to talk about budgets and cash flow. I think <laughs> I think we need to make that a goal for for our listeners. There you go. There but you go. Uh, but it's hard, it's and that that's just that's just the root of of financial planning right there. Uh, I think we've covered most of the most of the things we have to think about when it comes to refinancing a mortgage. You know, just uh, keep in mind where you are, and it's not always about a lower rate. There's a lot of other factors to consider, but uh, in general, this is a great time to at least be looking at it. Pull out your old mortgage, call up your banker and do the math or call somebody like us and we'll help you do the math. Absolutely. And we have, um, if you go to the show, if you go to our website, srbadvisors.com and click on the blog and and find this um, podcast in the show notes there, we'll have a link to a flow chart that will help kind of guide your decision to whether or not it makes sense to go through and drop a a break-even analysis and and contact a mortgage person. So look for that on our website as well. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Yeah. Good stuff, Dave, as always been a pleasure. I'll talk to you later. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.